Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer of Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Bearded Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you got me. Now look at that guy. You only fuck that. Black D. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Yo, what's going on? Yakuza Kick Radio. J. Cat Morris and this motherfucker. I'm back. Do another show. Um... First things first, I mean, let's just get ready. To, you know, this motherfucker's found guilty, and that that's a beautiful thing, you know. Um, you know, in a lot of sense, like what it comes down to, you're not gonna you're not gonna get rid of all the evils. We could always talk about what needs to be fixed about the the police. Um, we we could talk about overhauling this, and you know, I, I personally think that they need better training and they need better. Um, evaluations from an outside entity to, um, you know, really do some kind of, uh, you know, check in to, to see where everybody's at mentally and make sure that you're not dealing with a ticking time bomb on your police force. Now, now while I think all those things should be done, regardless, there's always going to be evil out there. And the only thing that has to be done absolutely has to be done more than anything is it needs to be treated as such so when wrong is done 
because wrong will be done no matter how many steps you take, no matter how many precautions you take, no matter how much you change. And that goes for so many different things, not just police brutality. But when a wrong happens, it needs to be treated as a wrong. And, and the fact that this is being treated as it is, is, is great. That in itself is great. You know, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's like one of those things to like, uh, what I mean by, you know, the, the evils are always going to exist no matter what you do, but you know, there's, there's things you could do. Like, um, I see, you know, some people, some girls who have been, um, you know, posting things like, well, just because you dress a certain way, doesn't give a man a right to do this. So because there's, there's evil rapists out there, like that means a woman needs to dress a certain way because the people are wrong. Well, I'm just saying like, yeah, if you feel safe enough to put yourself into a dangerous situation that way, then yeah, live your life, do your thing. But if you know that there's dangers out there and you're more likely to be a target if you do this rather than do that, well, then I don't know. I, I personally would, would opt with keeping myself safe. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean it's okay that they're like that. That doesn't mean it's okay that there's predators out there. But the fact of the matter is, is you can't remove that by screaming about it on the internet. You, you can get mad at people and say, oh, well, uh, you know, we should be able to dress however we want. And like, if you know, the, the, we're not the problem. Well, I agree. Is that going to me agreeing with you ain't going to stop the motherfuckers from doing that evil shit they're doing. So I don't know. I would want my girls for sure to conduct themselves in a way that they're, they're not targeted, you know? And, and that's just, you know, that's just a kind of survival of the fittest type stuff. You know, don't go limp into the watering hole because something's going to grab your shit. You know what I mean? That's just, how it goes in the wild and i mean that's just you know we're animals just the same you know we may work on a higher intelligence level on this and this but predators are predators oh um so yeah i just want to get into that right off the bat because i mean i i'm probably going to get facebook banned too because on uh, one of the howard stern groups this guy was most of the people were you know celebrating the the verdict and I don't know if this guy just didn't watch the news or isn't up to it at seeing that it actually went through, but he was kind of argue with like everybody on there that had something to say about it. And he's like, well, the coroner, one coroner said that, uh, it could have been caused by a drug overdose to his death. And, uh, I said, yeah, but I said something about him being found guilty and they're like and he's like oh yeah uh i understand yeah the the left is all about uh guilty until proven innocent and i'm like no no i mean they heard all the evidence and they found him guilty cocksucker and then i got a message saying that i violate, violated community standards in facebook so i guess the the cocksucker punctuation I find that is a good way to punctuate that I'm getting tired of his motherfucking shit on Facebook. But apparently Facebook doesn't see it that way. So I don't know. Maybe I'll be banned from there or something. Um, so, yeah, let me let me go back to some some other shit. Uh, we go through these. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through these. Let me see. 
Where the hell did I put the... Man, technology is rough on me. I don't know what the fuck I just did. I think I lost that shit. I don't know why I'm not... Oh, there it is. Uh, the Conway album. Conway's new album is dope. Um, I mean, he's really dominating the rap game. The thing I'm predicting straight off is that he's going to be out of the Griselda click within... Uh, I don't know time frame wise because I really don't know what kind of contracts he's locked in or to or anything, but I really feel that um he's he's almost done because he's he's starting to make you know comments. I could tell that he's irritated that he's not getting you know put out there as like the best in the group type shit. As far as I'm concerned, he definitely is. Um, and I mean he's just he's just killing it album after album after album. And he's starting to mingle with a lot of bigger names, too. You know, you see him around Jay-Z, you see him around, you know. So, but he, he's making he's making some some hints and stuff. So, but his album is fire. I, I definitely recommend grabbing anything that Conway puts out. Um, shit is dope. Um, Samoa Joe does WrestleMania and a poncho and then gets fired. Yeah, that's that's wild. I saw um, only pictures because I didn't watch any of that shit, but this dude was out there in a rain poncho looking sad as hell. And, uh, yeah, then they released him. He's amongst the uh, the latest releases, which, like, I don't really know a whole lot of what's going on with anything in WWE. But I know, at least from my way outsider's perspective, he hasn't wrestled in a bit. And I guess he was a, you know, commentator kind of guy. I don't know what kind of injuries he's got. I don't know, you know, what what's holding him from from wrestling. I heard that he wasn't cleared, but I don't even know what his injury is. I don't know if he's got, uh, you know, something wrong with his foot, with his head, his neck. I, don't, I have no fucking idea. So I'm hoping that they can get him back, you know, out there because I heard that he does want to compete again. And um you know, indie wise, he probably doesn't have to clear a whole lot of physicals or anything like that. It's probably a WWE thing. Um, but I don't know. I would definitely like to see him in New Japan because, you know, that's that's where you're going to get the old school Samoa Joe. You get a couple here, a couple there, you know, in U.S. indies and stuff. But as far as him working like that old school Samoa Joe, like. Everyone wants to see um, Joe versus Ishii. I mean, that, that's, I mean, those two will kill each other. That, that would be definitely one of the matches I want to see. I want to see the new leveled up fucking Dickinson versus Joe because Dickinson wasn't quite where he is now when he last wrestled Joe. So, you know, I definitely want to see um, a lot more Samoa Joe on the indies and shit. But, you know, we'll see what he's got left in him and what's what. Um Drake in a bunny suit. How is he not fired after entering a Capitol building? Yeah, I don't know. This, this dude is wild, but my thing with Drake is I really think Vince is kind of on the same fucking team, but he's just not outspoken about it the way Drake is. So at this point, I wouldn't even be surprised if he encourages it, gets in, <laughs> gets into offices and it says like, hey, yeah, it's a good job. You're telling him out there. 
how it is. Tell them about abortion again. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. But, yeah, it's wild. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd is a victim of discrimination at WrestleMania. So, that's that was uh, Captain Dave's summary of it. He was wearing a GCW shirt. And uh, they told him to change it. So, he had like a Hurt Business shirt on or some shit by the end of the show. My thing about it is this. Because I know a lot of people disagree with it. And I, I just think WrestleMania, they used to, I mean, they would take, uh, even way back in the day, they would take signs. You know, if you had WCW shirts on, they'd take it. Now, I know that's some of its direct competition. Some of the signs are just something they just didn't want on their television. They didn't want it on their airwaves. And it's their fucking product to figure out whether they want that or not. That's on regular broadcasts. That's on Raw. That's on... You know, any any given Sunday night heat, whatever the fuck. But you're talking about WrestleMania. WrestleMania used to be like getting tickets to the fucking Super Bowl. Now these fucking indie jerk offs are, are fucking third row at WrestleMania. That shit was not an obtainable fucking ticket back in the day. Like, and I mean like fucking five years ago, you couldn't be there. And I think I don't maybe with the COVID or whatever, but I don't know how the fuck Jimmy Lloyd is like just about fucking ringside. You, you can't tell me that that ticket was fucking sky high because who, who the fuck is Jimmy Lloyd to, to afford any of that shit? Um, so it's crazy. But to me, it's, it's not really so much about the GCW thing as a company or as a threat, but it's about the aura of WrestleMania being that. They want to pan through the crowd and see nothing but WWE shirts. You know, and yeah, like maybe they're not going to get their way and they're going to get some of this or some of that, you know, uh, someone wearing a, a baseball jersey or, you know, but if it has anything to do with wrestling or anything offensive and they could switch you over into one of their shirts, they'll do it in a heartbeat because the, their whole presentation is based off of that. Not only that, but, you know, they, they went crowdless for a while. So now we're getting people back in the crowd and they're wearing somebody else's shit. It's just like, it's a fuck you. And whether that company's competition or not, it doesn't look good on WWE TV. The only one it looks good to is GCW fans. That That's the only one it looks good to. WWE fans that aren't indie people doesn't move the needle at all. Nobody gives a fuck about it. And, and you know, as far as the higher ups and the people who are, you know, proud of the company, which, you know, that's their business, but they can't be happy with that shit. It's like, you know, you don't get to come here and just get free advertisement on television. Go, you know, go find out how much fucking WWE gets paid for ads on their show. Now tell me why somebody else should be able to walk in there with a free ad on the fucking show. Sitting there with the logo on it all show long. You know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to allow it. I know it doesn't make a big difference as far as, you know, the WWE's business goes and this and this, but it's their house. It's their house, their production, and everything that goes on those airwaves has to be up to their liking. And if it's not, get the fuck out. That's it. So I 100% support that shit because if I was running some mega company like WWE and I had motherfuckers running in there with indie shirts on, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, you, you didn't pay all this fucking money to come in here and tell me what the fuck else you like. I, show up and fucking 
Roman Reigns shirt or some fucking body. Pretend like you're happy to be here for fucking a couple hours. It's WrestleMania for fuck's sake. You know, that, that that's what it is to me. It's like that's like wearing a shirt saying I'd rather be, you know. You know, like they have the fucking bumper stickers is my other cars of fucking such and such. That's that's what that shirt says to me. Like, yeah, WrestleMania is kind of cool. I wish it was GCW, though. Get the fuck out of here. And, you know, no one wants to see that if you're a, a WWE office member. It's not. It's not accepted. Um, uh, Tank at ICW. Um, this. So I watched the the um, Tank versus Neil Diamond Cutter match. This was fucking great. I really like this, and this is. It was a good clash of styles because Neil Diamond Cutter is going to take the majority of like the the punishment, the light tubes, the all of that shit. Tank is going to keep the pace of that match and keep the believability of shit all right on par. Like, just right on course, he's going to keep that shit together. He's going to have some kind of rhyme and reason by uh, behind why the shit's being done. There's going to be, like, proper pauses in between doing this and doing that. That's the problem with so much of these death matches now is they forgot about the fucking pain. They forgot to sell the fucking pain. They, they, they stopped doing that. They pretended like that didn't need to be part of, of what was going on anymore. And to me, it, it's, it killed it for me. You know, when you hit, you know, a spine buster through a, a, a bundle of light tubes, not even an attempt at a cover, the guy gets up and then gets fucking drop kicked into the corner and into a pane of glass covered in thumbtacks. And then he gets boot scraped in the fucking corner and he gets dragged out for a one count. And he gets up and now he throws the fucking guy over the top rope to the outside through tubes. That fucking guy barely sells that shit. The guy meets him on the outside. They brawl through the crowd, start hitting each other with tack bats. And this is at what point are you supposed to really pop for this shit? Are you just supposed to cheer like a fucking seal through the entire match? There's no pace. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no anything like that shit should, you know, and, and I've said a million times when they do the, the June Kasai spot where they break a tube over their own head, which is another thing I was really happy about at the end of the match, Neil Diamond Cutter busted the tube over his head and handed Tank a tube and he acted like he was going to do it and shook his head like, no, fuck that. Tank's a big bad motherfucker, but that shows him going like, dude, I ain't fucking with this glass shit. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be dangerous. Now, we we as fans know that you guys are the ones willing to go through that dangerous shit. But when you get that out there in the match, you used to see guys, some of the baddest motherfuckers, go to touch the barbed wire and then shake their hand like, holy shit, that's sharp. That's part of the selling of the fucking things you're going through. You're taking the value away from your entire fucking match. Every bit of pain you go through is for nothing. It's fucking wasted. Because you're dumb and you, you go out there and you just bump and bump and bump and bump and bump. And, and where the fuck is the, where is the applause supposed to fit? Where are people supposed to be in awe? They don't have time. They don't have fucking time to anymore because you just you're piling it all on top of each other. I said it a lot of times early on to GCW when they had five death matches in a show and it wasn't even a tournament. Not only were each match shitting on themselves with move after move and 
you know, bump after bump with the, the craziest shit, the next match would outdo it. Or three matches later would outdo it. And it was like, well, you don't even stand the chance. You got scars for life off a match that no one's going to remember because the company that you're running is just one-upping itself. And it's not, oh, well, this month was better than this month. It's match four made me forget about match two by a long shot. And it's not just, you know, your average wrestling match. This is some old Big Japan main event stipulation type shit that they were putting on. So to do that for nothing, it's just, it's really fucking silly. Um, I, I just think that, you know, some of the stuff they're doing, all they'd have to do is put a little bit of fucking effort into a build, into a reason, and, and make that the payoff. Like you guys were, you were doing payoff matches as match two on a card that would be completely forgotten about. And, and that same match to pay off a feud at the end, people would be way more invested into it. You could have had TLC matches leading up to it. You could have had, you know, scaffold matches leading up to it. And then this crazy big Japan match as the finale or a rubber match to something that's been going on for a few months. And then the fans suddenly are like, oh shit, they're going in. And then, you know, use some kind of pace, some kind of respect for the pain that you're going through during these matches because not everybody's Junkasai. Junkasai started doing that shit where he'd bust a tube and then slash it across his chest. And that was like, the thing was he was unique in doing that. None of you motherfuckers are unique. You're doing this shit. I get it. Anyone can do it. I could fucking do it. That doesn't make me Junkasai. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I get cut all the time by cats at work. Like I, I got scratches all over scars all over. Like, I, I could easily bust glass over my head and then slash my chest with it. You know what I mean? That That's not to, you know, no pun intended, but a monkey can do that. But what's more valuable is to be original in yourself and stick to the game plan of the selling the pain. It works for Kasai because Kasai's the crazy monkey. He started doing this shit for the most part. I don't know. Maybe someone came before him that did it. I, I don't know you know, don't get all historian on me because I don't give a shit. But as far as I know, and as far as everybody's following the footsteps of Jim Kasai was the one to do it. And he was a crazy monkey. So it's like this fucking guy's crazy. Look at this shit. Everyone's like, I'm crazy too. So every now everyone's fucking doing it. And now no one's crazy. Everyone want to be crazy so bad that now no one's crazy. Now it's now fans are at ringside fucking cutting themselves because the wrestlers have made it that fucking comfortable. You know, the wrestlers aren't playing up how fucking terrible it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go through this shit. Even if deep down they do, you know, they know they're going to, they showed up for that. They're not making a shitload of money. This is clearly what they want to do, but don't show up and go. I can't wait to go through those fucking light tubes. Oh, man, I can't wait to dive into that bundle you, you built. Boy, that's going to hurt. Now I'm going to take it. That's going to be great. Like, I, now I don't give a fuck about anything you do out there. So enjoy, because now it's just a fetish. That's, that's, to me, where the whole thing became fetish wrestling. Because there's too many smiles. There's too much welcoming the, the, the plunder. It, it's just, it's not for me. Um, but Tank... 
he brings a realism to it. He brings that that pain. He he fucking sells the shit that's happening to him. And he's a great strong style wrestler. You believe his offense. You believe that type of shit. It was a great, like I said, mix of styles and uh, sizes. And I thought it was really well done. I'd go out of your way to watch uh, Tank vs. Neil Diamond Cutter. At, uh, I don't even remember which one of those shows it was, but um, ICW for sure. Um, Azriel trains the pedo caveman guy. Yeah, like so. Azriel, he's always posting training videos, and uh, whether he be you know working out in the gym and personal training people, or uh, you know wrestling training and doing like ring drills and you know, practice stuff. So he posted one last week, or something like that. I'm like, hey, isn't that the guy that got outed for fucking with young girls? Oh, yeah, that's the dude. That That's him. Well, why why can we not cancel these motherfuckers? Like, why, why are they still welcomed in any circles? Even if it's not in front of fans, how come Azrael is so comfortable with just putting this motherfucker online? Like, yeah, here's me and the dude practicing some moves. What the fuck, man? And I like Azrael. I, I, you know, I got a lot of respect for him. He's always been a really nice dude. He's a hard-ass worker as far as a wrestler goes. Um, and, you know, I see the stuff that he does on the physical training and stuff. He, you know, he works hard with that. But then just like, eh, yeah, I'm cool with this guy still. Why? Fucking why? Like, wait, what's, what's in it for you to still be down with a motherfucker that did some old gross shit? It's just, it, I don't, this is where I lose respect for people. You know, um, let me see. I got to find my uh, results. So, uh, let me see. Where Where is that picture? So I, I got this, this, uh, this, this picture of this dude and uh, Dave, uh, Captain Dave shared this. And this is posted by Curtis Wild. The smoke has cleared. The reign of Wild has begun. The landscape of new breed wrestling has changed forever. You're all looking at the brand new new breed wrestling world heavyweight champion and the man now in control of new breed wrestling. This is just the beginning. NBW just got wild. And that's Wild W. Y L D E. That's the type of wild we're talking. Yeah, I mean, you you, don't, you just don't get wild like that all by yourself. You know what I mean? Like you, I, it, that takes years of practice and training. If you're lucky, some people are born with that shit. I think this guy, uh, Curtis Wild, he was born with that shit. You could tell. You could just tell by like the way he looks, and it, it's like he's not even trying. It's almost like he's not even trying. So I just want to give you a quick rundown on um, the card. I mean, this this card, you got to understand, like the fans, they must have removed the roof from that building when when Volatile Curtis Wild, with Wildfire, of course, because everything's wild when it, when it comes down to Curtis. Curtis. Curtis makes the whole motherfucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like. That shit almost turned into the NWA wild side when he took the company over. You know what I mean? He won the belt. They almost changed it to something wild. 
You know, it's just uh, it's new breed wrestling now. It's like new breed wild. So um, the, the the this stacked card started out with nothing neater. Derek Teeter winning a 12 man battle royal to be crowned the first internet pay per view champion. I mean, I, I don't even know how you top that. When you start off a card like that, I, you know, I mean, you just got to sit and like, yo, do we even deserve more? Should we just go home now? Because I feel like our tickets are ready. You know? I mean, I feel like we're stealing from these people at this point. So next up, the Iceman defeated the heartthrob Jaden. And he retained the NBW United States title. Because I'm sure there's a lot of countries that NBW goes to. So this is just the United States version. Because this is clearly a worldwide conglomerate that this company is is putting down. Then next up, as if it, I mean, as if you needed more. The team of Tyler Bodine and Frank Dunbar, with Malice Mayhem, of course. I mean, they wouldn't be caught dead without him or her. Um, defeated Mac and uh, Fajita Taker, which, I mean, you already know. The Undertaker named himself after this Fajita Taker guy. I mean, you should know, like, backstory on that. That's, that's how that came about. He was just Mark Calloway, and then he saw the fajita taker, and he was like, I should be the Undertaker, because that's clearly over. I mean, it's so over. Um, it's crazy that he lost that match, but he, he did. Um, then, I mean, nothing neater, Derek Teeter came back and pinned uh, Drexel Bowie to retain the internet pay-per-view title, because that dude wasn't done with that battle royal. He... He was down to defend his title the same night and shit. You know, um, Slammer was the, the next victor on this card. Slammer defeated the suplex cyclone, Kurt Gannon, with Money Mike Pettis to win the Midwest Popcon Championship. You know what Midwest Popcon is all about. He's the fucking champion of that shit. And, you know, Slammer didn't give a fuck about money. Mike Pettis, he was like, I'm taking this popcorn title and there ain't shit you could do to stop it. So he did. Sure enough. Superstar Steve beat Derek Stone next. And, you know, there should have been a title there, but there wasn't. Maybe next time, you know, I feel like this is the only one of the only things that didn't have a title on it on this entire thing. Um. Now, here's where shit got wild. Shit. <laughs> shit got wild. Volatile. Curtis Wild with Wildfire defeated the Math Magician to win the MBW Heavyweight title. See, the Math Magician has been on a tear for years. I mean, this guy, I didn't think anyone would stop him ever. And then shit got wild. You know, um, after the match, Curtis Wilde fired the mathematician from the company. So he beat him for the title, control of the company, and then fired him. You know what I mean? 
I'm thinking next month he might even hire him back and fire him again because that shit went over. Like, you should have saw the fans. I'm seeing still pictures where the fans are jumping up and down. That's how wild that fucking show was. They will see everybody. Everybody. And you know, when they say we'll see everyone, they know every motherfucker on the planet is going to try to get into that building on May 15th in Sedalia at Convention Hall. And I mean, there's not enough room in that building for the crowd that that's already moving in that direction they're already heading they're marching the streets because they're trying to see what what's going to get wild next so um that's that i hate shindies and i think they should all die i um i hate bullshit ass wrestlers who don't belong in wrestling no-name motherfuckers who will never be anything. I hate most fucking wrestling companies. Like, anything that's that's held in a high school gym, I, I'd like to, you know, I, I'd like to see just go away forever. The, the Shindies, for the most part, they, they put some kind of charity all the way up top to post their cancer, kids this, this, that. Oh, we're doing it to benefit the Little League. Great. And then the promoter's making how much money? You know, because it's not just the Little League's making money. It's not 100% uh, proceeds for the most part. It's, you know what it is. It's carny shit. They're like, yeah, the kid with cancer. Great. And then the promoter's going, hey, we made $800. Like, it's it's just a money grab. You know, and... It's just, it's for a good cause. Is it really? It's for a bunch of people like Robbie Marino to fucking wrestle for another 10 years when they weren't valuable enough to wrestle in the companies that they managed the highlight of their fucking career. You know, it allows people who shouldn't be wrestlers to be wrestlers. They're just, they're just not entertaining wrestlers. They're not athletically talented. They're not. They can't speak on the mic. Their their whole fucking actions and, and movements in the ring just look like complete trash. You know, so I mean if, if that if that fits the description of um you know some of these motherfuckers and, and I mean a lot of these motherfuckers, then then I, I don't want to see it existing. I really don't. You know, if you want to have like a student show kind of deal and you run like a big show. You know, like if not to give CZW any credit at all, because not only they were running, you know, shit CZW shows, but they were running, you know, shit Dojo War shows. But that that to me makes sense. You run a school, you run a student show, and when the students are ready, they go up to the head shit, the main show. And if people want to go see a student show, they go see a student show. But at least they're not being sold this fucking magic bag of beans like, oh, yeah, we're doing this for, uh, you know, battered women. When really you're doing it for the promoter's fucking pocket and he's he's sliding a couple bucks off to the battered women cause because that's that's what's bringing him the money. It's exploiting a cause that means something to somebody for the sake of some little bullshit promoter, you know, and and it's horrible wrestling, horrible fucking wrestling. So I hate the shindies fucking hate him. My good friend, Paul, uh, he takes pictures at ICW in um delaware 
I looked at his promo pictures and Paul's a great photographer. I, I, I got angry. I was, I was just looking at all these shitheads that don't belong anywhere. They just look like random motherfuckers in line at a, at a target when the new PlayStation comes out. That's what they looked like. It looked like a bunch of shitheads in spandex that don't belong in fucking spandex at all. Just like random average looking motherfuckers. Like, like, like if you just took, just went to the, the local gas station and told the five of them, hey, we're doing costume change. And then you gave them little gimmicks. That's, that's the fucking crew that I'm looking at. A bunch of motherfuckers who should be working at a gas station. It's fucking crazy. Like I just, I, I can't stand the fucking shindies. I, I don't like it at all. And I, this is coming from a guy like still upset about this shit, but like, I don't even watch wrestling for the most part. Even the shit that I would like, you know, I, I don't even give a chance anymore because I'm, I'm all set, but the shindies existing will always bother me. And, um, I, I wish, uh, COVID would have killed the shindies at the very least, but it's unfortunate. If anything, they'll probably run more charity shows because of COVID and the shindies will have like a major fucking uprising. It's terrible. Um, Chad Mines and Rob Fury doing boardwalk buds now after he exposed them for faking cancer in SWF. Yeah, that's some wild shit. Um, I didn't know anything about this, but um, Shaheen was putting me up on that. Shout out to Shaheen. Hit me with tons of topics and, uh, you know, recording as always. Uh, check him out. Whatever he's up to with the podcast side of things. Can't keep up with it. Um, some, sometimes I don't remember the day of the week, let alone... Which, which podcast he's doing now but um check him out for commissions for sure you want anything done up art wise he's the guy to go to so check it check out Shaheen. um but he he put me up on this and he said that they were doing business a while back in swf they were like co-founders owners whatever and um i guess rob fury allegedly faked cancer and chad like really went in like exposing him on the internet and just like bashing him daily and just burying him and burying him and then like now all of a sudden out of nowhere they're they're teaming back up and it's like shit got like real personal and and crazy and now all of a sudden they're like oh yeah we we're friends again like what the fuck so yeah it's just it's just more of that that shindy bullshit that that shit you just can't trust i i want i don't want to be anywhere near people like that it's it's just and they're doing uh the the boardwalk buds thing which is i guess like wrestling shows ran around some kind of convention or some shit because of the um legalization in jersey um but yeah it's it's um it's wild that these motherfuckers go night and day on each other like that one minute burying people and their family and, and, you know, exposing them for some old major shit and then turning around and say, yeah, we do, we do business. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Um, black Rob died. Um, yeah, that, that shit is sad. Black Rob to me, um, like I dare you, uh, like that track. Um, can I live? That, those those shits are still in rotation. Whoa was dope, you know, with the beat and just the gimmick of all of it. But, you know, lyrically, it, it wasn't strong at all. You know, there wasn't a whole shitload to it. It was like a long-ass shout-out song, you know. But it got people hyped, and, you know, it was what it was. 
But Black Rob to me was another casualty, a biggie, really. Um, because I think when it came down to it, there nobody could live around Big. It, it, it just, you know, Craig Mack got taken the fuck out. Uh, Black Rob got taken the fuck out. It just, he had gotten way too monumental to the point where, like, you have a crew, or, you know, when you put out raps and you put on a persona like you're the, you're the guy, it's hard to take a back seat to another motherfucker. You know, that's that's that weird shit. So I think when it, when you get a guy in a crew as strong as big, he's he's got to be like just like a solo artist. Like there's too many people around him now that are, you know, they're tying it too close together. And now everybody's overshined no matter what they do. That's just how I see shit. Um, same reason why I think Conway is going to be out of there because he's, he's too big to just be part of a group. You know, I, I just think he's too big for that. And, and you see a lot of times too, like even with um, Jay-Z, the way his shit was initially, and it was like Jay-Z and then he had Beanie and he had, had Memphis Bleak. These motherfuckers are all gone. It's like, and Beanie was nice. I don't even know what the fuck happened with him. I don't know if he got like hooked on some shit or, you know, whatever the case is, but he, he was putting out some fire. He had a unique voice delivery and, you know, he put out some fucking some bangers, but then he just kind of faded away pretty quick. Uh, and I know there were different, you know, business dealings and shit that was fucked up between them. But I mean, when motherfuckers have that type of talent and they can rap. You know, for them to just fall off like that, there's some more political shit going on in there, you know, with contracts and people getting shelved and, you know, kind of locked down. So they really can't even put out fucking material. And then they just flounder. And by the time they're able to come back, when those contracts run up and shit, they're, they're washed already. You know, and that's the type of shit that happens. But, you know, speaking of rap, um, so rest in peace to Rob, Black Rob. Um, I almost said Rob Black. Black Rob, um, rest in peace to him. That's a shame, you know. This is one of those dudes that uh, I think could have did a lot more with himself, but you know he was caught in that hole. But uh, so I'm gonna play a track real quick. Um, Ferris Blusa. This track's called Woodstock. I really fuck with this track. I kind of tripped over this this guy on Instagram somewhere. Someone shared something. And I love this fucking track. This shit is shit is deadly. Um, so I'm gonna play this shit now. And um, yeah, check it out. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go on, walk away, cause I'm gonna burn this motherfucker down. You will find that up. Yeah. 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 Uh. Swag it. Swag it different for y'all niggas at least. For y'all niggas. Uh. 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 Yo, I saw your cantaloupe, one up in the chamber Surrounded by these animals like Jesus in the manger I was always scared of love, I never feared the danger The Winchester Holy Levin, things are getting stranger I know you're feeling anxious, it's not a bad dream These niggas hoping that I'm vanquished It is as it seems, I'm a savage for the Franklins I put that on my team, and fatigues never got fatigued You niggas under siege, who are we? Like Keanu Reeves, I bring them up to speed Ferris Blues, I be bringing with these motherfuckers need Man, I 
know they want my spot. Probably busting at the seams. I'm accustomed to the schemes. Put a rupture in their dreams. All the spleen, either one shit. I hate to be so mean. Man, I'm trying to live serene. I used to mob like CeeLo Green. Been around since polo jeans. I'm trying to keep this shit a bean. I don't box. You're going to die in that ring. Apollo Creed, nigga. My niggas mobbing like Woodstock. My niggas mobbing. And that rifle got a Woodstock. The fried rice always better at the hood spot. I know they jealous. I do everything they could not. No back and forth with none of y'all niggas. In that super sport with the armor raw finish. Don't take this shit to heart. Let them know it's all business. I seen them from afar. So God be the witness. Your common thoughts will get broke apart if you get it started You a shark, but I know the water I eat regardless This shit a movie y'all niggas watching, don't be retarded But I get real offset, like I fuck with Cardi I never met her. Do I really have to elaborate? I'm always dropping music till all these rappers evaporate I'm something never seen, it's getting hard for them to calibrate They hate, but I lacitate anybody that's in my way Independence Day, Juneteenth You've been led astray. You know a better way. Fuck, we gotta make them pay. Shit, they coming like they wanna win. We hang them like an ornament. Go get your corner, man. It don't matter because we storming and trying to corner him. I ain't tripping at all. Game five over Elo. I ain't pipping at all. Better yet, LeBron, since we talking about kings. Making every play you need, and I can win with any team, nigga. My niggas mobbing like Woodstock. My niggas mobbing. And that rifle got a Woodstock. The fried rice always better at the hood spot. I know they jealous. I do everything they could not. No back and forth. With none of y'all niggas In that super sport With the armor raw finish Don't take this shit to heart Let them know it's all business I seen them from afar So God be the witness Alright, yeah That's what I'm talking about You know Real thorough shit let me uh, go back in here. Look at some of the other topics I have. So last week, I went out and I got my peppers. Um, so we went out there. Uh, we go out to Stockton. It's a uh, cross-country nurseries. And if you go on online, if you're not from around here, chiliplants.com is the place to get hot pepper plants. Um, they have all the hottest shit on the fucking planet. Um, dope shit, and um, I got a whole lot as always. But it's you know it's always a nice trip. For years we were making it our Easter trip, where you know every Easter we'd go up there as a family, pick out our peppers and drive back. And it's a nice you know kind of country drive, a lot of horses and stuff to look at, and cows and the, those uh, Highland fluffy cows. They're cool as shit. Um, so we went out there, and uh, you, you know got the yeah, let me let me pull up my list. So this is what I got. I got a Tabasco seven pot gigantic chocolate New Mex Suave, uh, green ghost pepper, dragon's breath. I got two of those. Uh, Aji yellow, Carolina Reaper red, Vitali red, Jonah's yellow brain, Carolina Reaper yellow, brain strain chocolate, cayenne golden. Trinidad Scorpion, White Ghost Pepper, Devil's Tongue Chocolate, Black Ghost Pepper, Infinity, XBII, 
Himo Taragashi. Yeah, I think. Uh, Togarashi. Yeah, that's it. Um, Cayenne Sweet Pepper, Vitaly Yellow, Jay's Red Ghost Scorpion, Naga Purple. I got two of those because I, I just love those plants. It's like um, pretty tolerable. I mean, they're hot, but they're not like on the level like the Trinidad Scorpions and shit. And it, it's a beautiful plant because they have like a purplish leaf. And then the, the peppers come out purple, too. So they're, they're cool. I always like those. So I got two of those. Um, seven Pot Mad Balls. That's what that shit is called. And uh, Corno di Toro. So these are like what I picked out, right? So this is this is how shit went down. So we, we go in there with the box. I hand Mary the box. My oldest. She's the one, you know, she's going to count the peppers. I tell her what peppers I'm getting as I'm getting them. I give them to her. So as we get through, and I had to pick up a few for somebody at work. And then Nina wanted to pick up a few of those uh, Peter peppers for somebody at her work, which is they grow like dicks. That's what they look like when they, they grow. So someone at her job wanted those. So, uh, you know, we were going to pick those up, too. So then I'm asking Mayor for a count as we get kind of almost through the alphabet because they're all alphabetized. And there's hundreds, literally hundreds. And um, so we get through and we're doing count. And I'm like, you know what? I can't get like an accurate count because we have some of this person's peppers and some of this person's peppers in the box. So I tell Nina, you know, just, just go get your own box and we could put these over there. So we move them over there. She took that as like go shopping for you too. So I have like another three types. I just read off everything that I picked. That wasn't good enough. So she picked three more types of peppers. So I get home, we get home and I transplant them into slightly bigger containers so you got to figure I, I had like 30 plants, something like that to transplant. And I'm like my back is like screaming because I'm on the floor after, you know, three, four hours in the car. And then I'm sitting on the floor transplanting fucking 30 plants. About the time I'm almost done, my back is like fucking killing me. And I'm like almost done. She's like, did you get the other peppers? And I'm like, what other fucking peppers? And that's when I learned that we had three more plants. So. So I got three more plants that I don't even know the names of yet because I'm still irritated about it. But when I transplant them to the bigger pots in a few weeks outside, I'll definitely learn their names. But that's that. But, uh, yeah, it's always a good trip. They weren't open on Easter yet, which is fine because you don't really put them outside until after Mother's Day. So, But they'll sell out of all the shit that you want if you don't go sooner. So I take them, I transplant them to a little bit larger containers. I put them in my laundry room on top of the refrigerator down there. I put them outside during the day, pull them in during the night. And just just do that when it's warm out, warm enough out. And then that's it. And then they grow a little bit bigger by the time Mother's Day comes. And then they're ready to go out and sit. I plant them in bigger pots. That's what I do instead of putting them in the ground. And then that way I could I kind of tailor them to where the sun's hitting, you know, because I in my backyards, it's it's pretty heavily shaded. So the first year I was getting peppers, I planted a bunch back there and I did pretty good. But the next year, the trees filled in just a slight bit more and I got barely anything. So I was like, what the fuck? So then I just started putting them in pots in my front yard because that's where the, the sun really hits. So I just put them along the walkway. It looks crazy, but I don't give a fuck. And, uh, you know, that's how you produce the peppers is putting them in the spot where they're going to work out. 
So, yeah. Um, but this Marvel shit, I gotta talk about this shit. Um, I, I've decided that I, I am completely boycotting the, the Marvel Universe. If I haven't seen it, I'm not gonna see it. Fuck Marvel Universe. They, they have... Chicks have stolen superhero movies. Straight up. Straight up. They are chick flicks. They're fucking chick flicks now. And I try to explain this to Nina and Mary Jane, my oldest, but the problem with that is they're chicks. So they're 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 all into this shit. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the fucking end game was. I'll tell you what where where they crossed the motherfucking line. I was walking through my fucking living room. It was probably a month ago, maybe two months. I don't know. I try to forget it, but I can't. I can't get it out of my fucking head. I saw the Incredible Hulk in a sweater vest in what looked like a coffee shop talking about his feelings. Are you out of your motherfucking mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? The Hulk doesn't... Yo, the whole gimmick is fucked up, first off. He only turned to Hulk when he was fucking angry. And when he got angry, he fucked everything up. He'd break your whole fucking coffee shop. He wouldn't have a fucking Starbucks if, if the Hulk was in there. Bruce Banner could walk into the fucking coffee shop. But if he turned into the fucking Hulk, there's no more coffee shop. It's fucking over for you. It's over for everybody in there. It might be apologies later, but he's fucking everybody up. Damn sure ain't fitting him for a sweater vest. And you damn sure ain't going to talk to him about his motherfucking feelings because he wouldn't like him when he's angry. And that's when he's fucking angry, when he's fucking green and his pants don't fit anymore. This fucking guy had had clothes fit for his big fucking body, which who the fuck even does that shit? That, that's not the Incredible Hulk. This guy is not incredible at all anymore. This guy is the sensitive fucking 2021 fucking Hulk. I don't even know what year that movie came out, but. That's where they cross the fucking line. I ain't, I ain't watching none of that shit anymore. These things are fucking chick flicks. They're all three, three and a half fucking hours. So I got to listen to this whole fucking no, drama and fucking conversations. I, let me tell you something. I don't want to see a boardroom scene ever fucking again. I, I don't want to see anybody sit down and discuss what their issues are. Just get to it. It used to be good versus evil. It used to be the bad guy trying to take out the good guy or trying to fucking do some evil shit and the good guy trying to foil the fucking plan. Pretty straightforward. Not long, drawn out fucking talking scenes where eventually they get to some fighting and oh, shit'll go down later on, but right now we, we gotta really we gotta discuss this. And, and it's just like I can't fucking take it. I can't take it. It's it's all bitched out now. I can't. We were we were primed to because we we were going through the Spider Man, Spider Man, and uh, we fucking we watched the first ones with Tobey Maguire. Which look, I I still fuck like I still like the third one. Like everybody hates the third one so fucking bad because he dances, dancing is corny and all this. But look, his whole fucking gimmick was. The, the the venom shit, the whatever the fuck, symbiote, that shit made him somebody he wasn't. He wasn't normally a dancing motherfucker, so we got the shit on him, and now he's a dancing motherfucker. So that was, it was trying to prove a point. It was trying to display how much different that the shit made him from what he normally was. So corny as it was, to me, it proved the point it was trying to prove. Okay? So 
I, I liked it. I thought that was dope. Now, going into the next ones, The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, the first one, I liked a lot. I thought it was really good. I thought they did a great job with that, giving a different twist on it, and I thought they executed it well. I was excited to see the second one. And the second one, I fucking hate that movie so goddamn much. And I, I don't remember ever watching a movie that I hated again. And I kind of forgot how badly I hated it. I knew I didn't like it. I fucking knew I didn't like it. And then we watched it again because this was just in sequence with what, with what we were doing. And I, I, I couldn't. I had to walk out. Like We were like an hour and fucking 45 minutes left. And I had to like just look up. Like, how long is this goddamn movie? Two hours and 20 minutes. I was like, no, I, I can't. I got I to gotta punch out, man. I can't. So I just like slipped into the room like I'm all out, you know. They finished watching it, but like, fuck that, man. You know how big of a selling point the popcorn was that night? Like that, I was there for the popcorn. That's it. And uh, yeah, that that movie is fucking terrible. If you've not seen it, do not see it. Unless you like shit movies and then watch it five fucking times for all I care. Because that's the type of motherfucker you are. Then, then have at it. Right. Um, then we watched. So then, then we had this decision to make: Do we start watching those? The uh, now, look. All you gotta know is the new shit is called Spider-Man: Homecoming. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's already Spider-Man at a high school dance. I ain't fucking with you with the Homecoming. You could take that Homecoming the fuck home and leave me the fuck alone with it because I ain't watching Spider-Man: The Teen Years or whatever the fuck you're looking to show me. I'm not doing it. We've been through this before, and, I, and I'm not doing it again. So um, decided against that, but I heard good things about the Into the Spider-Verse movie. So that's what we watched, and I like that. I actually really like that. I thought it was good, and um, yeah. So I fucked with that movie. Yeah, that was good, and uh, that, that'll be the end of my Spider-Man journey because uh, all of that new shit can go fuck itself. Some of the superheroes I never give a fuck about to begin with. And then you're asking me to watch like a three hour fucking version of somebody who I don't even give a fuck about. And I think that's a little too much to ask. Um, and then I got, uh, let me see these topics here. Jeff Sand, the homie sent these, uh, sent these topics here. Um, so Ted Nugent apparently got COVID. Mike Dix also sent that to me. Um, Ted, Ted Nugent apparently got COVID. Hope he dies. That'd be great. Um, Taser Organi says, hey, hey, like this is that shit. This is what I'm talking about. These people need to be tested. They need to be fucking held to a certain standard. They need to be, there needs to be some kind of training drills that they're being put in stressful, panicked situations. They need to simulate some kind of shit that really makes these people panic. Some old fucking April Fool's type shit with like real, real deal shit. You know what I mean? Where you, where you think like, oh shit is actually going down. Oh, we were doing a training mission. We got called off on this thing. Next thing you know. Oh, shit is getting real just to see how they react to it. You got to find a way to find out how they react under pressure. And 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 if they're frazzled and if they can't fucking make the right decisions on the spot, they shouldn't have that fucking job. 
Simple as that. Like if she fucking panicked because oh, I couldn't figure out which was which. But and I think at that point, I don't know if it was some deliberate. I want to kill this person or if it was just this person was not fit for this fucking job at all. And when shit went down, they were like, I don't fucking just and, and just grab something off the hip and started fucking firing. I, I don't know. I don't think either one makes them someone who should be in their fucking job and they, they should be charged criminally if they're that negligent that somebody loses their fucking life. Yeah, you know, it's just, like I said, a higher standard for shit. Upswing on the amount of shootings all over the United States. I mean, that's just, I, I guess there's an upswing, but there's also more coverage. Um, It's definitely high, though. I think the gun shit's out of control. I mean, I know the gun shit's out of control. They say there's more guns in the United States than there are people. We got too many fucking people here, so I should tell you something. You know? Um, I don't know. It's it's not my, my lane to be fucking with the guns and shit and... I don't know how to control that shit. I mean, there's some dangerous areas that need a complete reform. There needs to be big, big changes in those. But like, you know, the random shootings that come out of nowhere and stuff. Some of these things have to do with the mental health. Especially the, the ones that are legally purchased. And then you find out later this dude was, you know, diagnosed bipolar five years before he bought the gun or some stupid shit like that. Like, come on, man. You, you can't. You can't just leave the shit wide open like that. But yeah, it's it's a shame. Shit is shit has gotten dangerous. If that last four years and especially the tail end of that didn't show you that this country is not to be fucking don't don't walk around like shit's shit's sweet, you know. Ain't shit safe about what the fuck we living in, you know. It, this is this is some real shit going down. Anything can go from zero to hundred in, in no time. Like in a second, this shit can go from nothing to critical and over. And that's why, you know, I had said best fucking message I could give and something, you know, that I really had to just tell myself. And, you know, you have to remind yourself a lot because little bullshit drama pops off or this motherfucker says some shit out in public or they look at you the wrong way or this and that. You just have to think, or, you know, maybe someone cuts you off in a car and you want to, you know, beep and chase him down and give him the finger. This guy pulls some shit out and ends your fucking life. You don't know what the fuck you're dealing with. Like, and the thing is, is that's it. That's a very final thing. You don't get to come back. You don't get to try again. And if I get to just opt out of that fucking situation for the sake of going home to my beautiful family. Yeah, that, that's what I, the fuck I should be doing. Fuck the bullshit. Fuck these motherfuckers. I don't like so many fucking people on this planet. I, I, I'm really... I, I really, really don't like fucking people. I don't. When, when people go, oh, you would choose animals over people. In a fucking... Like, without even thinking. Without even considering it for a half a second. People are garbage. They're, they're just fucking garbage. It's Their opinions are shit most of the time. They're, they're you know... Their morals are garbage. Their standards are garbage. And you just have to... They're just getting in your fucking way. Ah, just... There's too much. There's too many fucking people. I'm not, I'm not with it. 
So, uh, Marcus Crane, speaking of too many people, uh, Marcus Crane takes light tubes in Florida. Yeah, who gives a fuck, right? Because the guy got brain surgery, had glass lodged in his fucking forehead to the extent of causing an infection that leaked into his brain. Had to have brain surgery. He had to learn how to speak again. But yeah, just jump right back in there and take some light tubes to the head. You're fucking stupid. And, and this is what I mean by there being too many fucking people. Because people came out of their fucking wallets and donated to this fucking guy. And and um, and I I even think I I think I sent him twenty bucks initially. And you know, it, but when it comes down to this type of shit, and you show no fucking ability to learn from your mistakes. And you just go right back in. It's just it's just dumb shit. And I, and I can't support it. People are retarded. Um, he said they just had three inches of snow in, in Kansas today. Shit. That's, uh, that's crazy. Fuck that. It was 70 here today. Um, and it's supposed to drop, though. It's like 70 today. It's supposed to go down, I think, into the 50s tonight. Tomorrow be like, I think, 60s. And then drop down to like 30. 30 something at night which is like that's why i still haven't unwrapped my chicken pen because i keep it you know uh like the plastic drop cloths wrapped around there for the winter so they don't get frostbite um i don't have to worry about like major drafts giving them upper respiratory infections or anything like that and it keeps it about 10 10 degrees warmer in there than it is outside especially in the real cold temperatures it makes a big difference my water barely froze this year like I had a couple days where it froze and I'd carry buckets out there. But most days my water feeder stayed good. You know, so it's it's a good system. But I haven't felt confident about unwrapping it when I'm seeing, you know, temperature drop 40 degrees in 12 hours because that's. That's too quick. You know, my my girls would be at fucking risk. They're OK, like. They can adjust to temperatures. Chickens can adjust to really extreme temperatures for the most part, but you just can't drastically drop them, you know? Same thing with, like, fish. Fish could adapt to fucking terrible water conditions, but if you put a brand new fish into that tank, they'll die because they, they can't handle that wild shit. Or if you had a bunch of fish in terrible water conditions and you put them in the perfect water conditions right away, they'll die off of those perfect water conditions. Because it's too drastic of a change in pH and and this and that, so it's just everything in a you know you kind of gotta lean it in. Yeah, you, just, you can't do it all at once. Um, why is Moxley working with GCW? Do you think he's gonna do a legit death match there or one time thing? I mean, the thing with Mox is, like he said from the start when he left WWE, that anything he wants to do, it's not about the money. He's going to do what he wants to do. Um, he's always like Gage. So he's probably there through, you know, his friendship with Gage. Maybe maybe him and Brett are cool. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's more just something that interests him. I don't think you're going to see him like month in and month out there. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see him, you know, in, in 10 shows in a year at GCW, unless he seemingly finds it to be somewhere he's just really likes to work. 
And if he does, and they bring in everybody that he wants to bring in, and he gets all the matches he wants, and maybe he hangs out, and that, that's kind of his, uh, kind of like his minor league spot, you know, to, to wrestle some matches that he wants to have. But I don't know. It's kind of up to him when it comes to that, because it's not your average, like, oh, why is this guy choosing? He said from the start, it's, it's all just like a passion thing right now. He, he wasn't having fun in WWE anymore. He made some money and all that. But now if he wants to do some shit, but he's got a kid coming and everything like he, he ain't going to be doing no long-term death matches, but maybe he does one more, you know, like a major death match with Gage or something. If he does it with anybody, I would expect it to be Gage because he has, you know, long running history with them and everything. Um, uh, he says, the boys want me to get a dog and another cat. How many cats is too many cats in our house? Seriously. All right. Well, here's, you're asking, uh, maybe the wrong guy, but no, nah, I don't think so. The way I see it is this. You know, you should know and figure out what you can handle within your own schedule, within your own physical ability, within your own just routine what can you handle to take care of at a high level? That's just that's just what it comes down to. Because I have eight cats, a dog, uh, nine chickens, eight pigeons, uh, two ducks, two fish tanks. You know what I mean? But I work with 50 cats every day at work at least. Um, I mean, I watch over, over 100 cats at work regularly. I, I do the meds for the entire shelter. Um, you know, my area, I always have at least 30, 40 cats in there. Um, so I'm so used to taking care of what I take care of that having it the way that I've, I have it in my house, I'm, I'm able to really cater to them, you know, in, in the way that I feel like I'm doing them. Uh, I'm giving them what they deserve. You know, I got. One, two, three, four, seven foot scratching posts in my house. Yeah, you know, like six, six and a half, seven foot scratching posts in my house. One in my room, one in the living room, uh, one in the hallway because it's like there's like an indent by the bathroom. There's a little side spot, and that there's one there, and then there's one in the twins' room, and there would be another one in in Mare's room, but Rico. He had hip surgery last year, so we don't want him coming down from any high spots. So he's got a little short one, you know, to keep him safe. But that's what I mean. Like, I, you know, with eight cats, one of my cats got a hip surgery. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't afford that, if you can't find a way to take care of anything that goes down with whatever cats that you have, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't get into that number. So you just have to know that you could responsibly care for whatever you're going to take in. And then that's your fucking call as far as the number goes, you know, but a lot of hoarders, what it is, is they start out doing a good thing. And so you, you have, you know, two cats, three cats, and then they get another two and they get, you know, maybe they hook up with a rescue or they hook up with a shelter and they keep hearing like this one really needs a home. This one really needs a home. And before you know it, you know, like my man, Mo, that's right behind me, he came from a house of 38 cats. And maybe that shit was a good thing at one point. 
but it got to the point where it was it was a, a neglectful abuse situation because so many cats were able to build up there that it wasn't a good thing anymore. I've, I've always told people too, a mansion becomes not a mansion if you put too many people in it. You know, if you live in a two-story house, just you and your wife, no kids, no nothing, that's a big-ass house. If you put fucking eight people in that house, shit ain't that big anymore. Now it's tight. Now you're still kind of cramped amongst a bunch of other people. You're still waiting on the bathroom. You're still, you know what I mean? So you kind of have to apply that to animals, too. You know, like my chickens. I have my nine chickens and um, two ducks and eight pigeons. And um, their their pen that they stay in is 16 by 20 foot. I've seen people with 10 by 12 with 20 chickens in it. But I, I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere near that number and I'm not looking to go in that in that range. I'm not even going to hit 15 at any point. You know, I might go back up to 12, 13, something like that. But that's that's a, that's a cap there because, you know, they start to get, you know, more aggressive with each other. They start to get a little bit more you know, agitated, you know, with this one or that one or this behavior. So it's just you're able to give your animal a far better home if you minimize you minimize just like if you had kids, the only kid gets fucking spoiled because he's the only kid. Now you get two kids. Now you got to spread that out. So again, you make sure you can handle what you're bringing to the table. That's all. And if you can, fucking more the merrier. But make sure you can handle it. That's the number one key. Um, will I watch the Nick Gage episode of Dark Side of the Ring? Yes. I don't know when it's on. Uh, but I would like to see that episode. Have I watched any other episodes? I watched. I watched a few of them, and I can't remember any of them now. But yes, I did. Um, a few. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see what they say about the Gage thing. Um, I'd like to see how they actually paint him doing now. I mean, I, I know they're not about really uh painting success stories or anything but i would hope that they don't paint the shape that he's in now is like and look he's come back and he's doing great now because he's not doing great at all go watch his fucking cameos and tell me how great he's doing like he's, he's not doing great gage is garbage now like his his whole shit like i don't I'm, i have no interest in seeing a nick gage match now at all i was kind of looking to see the him versus ricky shane page match because uh it had so much build to it and it had so much, you know, lead up. But then like he even killed his own momentum because I immediately cared less when after months of saying like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker when I get back. I can't wait to get back. Like a, a few days before the match, he posted some shit like. If I don't win this match with Ricky Shane Page, maybe I'm just done with this shit and I'll walk away and I'm retired. Like, wait a minute. You, you've been screaming how I'll do this until I die. You, you better kill me in the ring. I'm not I'm not ever quitting. This is all I got. And then you float some old bullshit like that out. That's just that drug addict shit, though. 
You know, he doesn't know what's good for his brand. He doesn't know what's good for his fucking gimmick. He just fucking does and says whatever he wants to do. Looks like a goofball all the fucking time. And, you know, that's just the new Nick Gage. The old Nick Gage maintains such a vicious fucking persona, you know, and, and we would see him as fans outside and he would fucking he'd hang out with you and laugh and joke and shit. But there was not a fucking inch of that on the mic in the ring, any of that shit. His intensity was off the fucking charts. His his anger, he would just come out looking mad at fucking everything. Like, there was no fucking smiles. There was no... Like, it, it, it was a different fucking person. It was a completely different person. Because the shit that I, I, I see now with this fucking shout-out, I like to give a shout-out to, I like to give a shout-out to, shout out, dude, what are you, Angie Martinez? Out here with your fucking shout outs. Um, will DJ Hyde ever resurface? Probably. It's just, I, I would like to say no because he's been so uh, exposed, but everybody gets exposed. And look, the caveman guy's back in, in the ring with Asriel training. Uh, the, the guy supposedly fake cancer oh he's back booking shows uh, rob fucking feinstein's running across the kid's lawn there he is back at the fucking merch table uh you know a, a necro butcher beats his fucking wife's head and, and he's, he's back at shows with fans screaming necro you know it's there is no fucking there is no end for anybody anymore it, there's no saying all right we're, we're done with this guy for good because you know clearly he did some old gross shit and uh you know it's just it doesn't make any sense the wrestling business is just disgusting and until the the wrestling business actually stands against this shit then then it's fucking over i i had no reason to to respect wrestling or the business or, or the people who are in it at all no fucking reason. Why would I have a reason to do that when people just look the other way over and over and over and over? Pretend to have morals and they're just going, I don't know. Like, how much shit did Teddy Hart have to do before motherfuckers started kicking him out of the building? You know, he did He did so much disrespect before he even went into the animal stuff, before he even went into, like, bitches disappearing and, you know, and choking bitches in arguments and going, we're training, you know. Before all of that crazy shit started happening, he was immediately disrespecting the wrestling business. That that scramble cage shit where he's jumping off the fucking cage over and over and over and over. No selling. Fucking, he, he was not the winner of that match, and he just kept doing spots to get himself over. You know, wrestlers were mad for fucking 20 minutes, and then he was back. He was the biggest fucking thing on the, on the scene. You know, and then, and yeah, like Homicide fucked him up and all that. But then before you knew it, Homicide loved the guy. Like where it's like, yeah, I beat the shit out of him, but oh, I love Teddy Hart, whatever. You know, it's just shit, shit got fucking weird. I, I Maybe it always was. I guess it always was. And I just hit a certain age that I was like, oh, this shit's gross. Just took me a minute to figure it all out and go like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of the way it rolls. And definitely don't like anything about it so yeah I, I think he'll be back unfortunately i don't know in what way shape or form but 
I think once the pandemic is completely over and we're talking 100% capacity, CCW 100% is going to try to run again. And I think they'll fail because they weren't doing well before the pandemic. So it's not like, the, oh, yeah, they're finally back. I think some of these companies might have like a little uh, false hope surge where you're like, oh, shit, wrestling's back. And they get like a quick crowd. But then once other options start showing up, and, you know, there's options to go to this show this night or this show that night. The competition starts rolling again. CZW's done. They're, they're all over with. If they even attempt to start running again. Um, so that's that. Oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, I got into the stock market shit, the uh, Robin Hood joint. Uh, I just, I wanted to, to, to push some kind of side hustle, some kind of possibility at a better future you know i work week to week you know it's i work six days a week there is zero possibility of my job making me rich there's zero possibility of my job buying me a big house or anything of any sort of really upgrade you know like i could upgrade this little thing this little thing this little thing but as far as like big picture we're living on a different level. That's never going to happen for me, which I've kind of, I don't know the right term for I've uh, conceded to because what I love and what I do, my passion for it is worth more than what that other life would be, what that, that higher level of living would be. So I'll do the best I can with whatever I have. But to add some kind of side hustle that could suddenly <clears throat> just jolt me into a better, more comfortable life. Maybe I don't have to work six days a week. Maybe I could, maybe I, I could come up big and I could start my own rescue. I could, I could start my own place. Who, who knows? Possibilities are endless, but you don't have that possibility without the possibility, you know, to, I guess, put it as simple as I can, but the shit is, it's very workable, you know, um, some of the shit is, is complex for sure, obviously, but you could just put a little bit of money in there, 20 bucks if you want, and then just let it sit and just see what happens. People have lost 20 bucks on scratch offs on, you know, football bets on this and this, this is some shit that'll stand in there long term and maybe, you know, really come up on you. So, um, I mean, if anyone's interested, I, I'm pretty much new in this shit to begin with. Um, when you sign up, they'll give you a free stock. If, um, if you go through somebody else's link, they'll give them three free stocks and they'll give you a free stock. So it's like, you know, it's worth trying to spread the word to other people. And again, like, you know, they, they give you, you know, whatever they're giving you, but I, I personally, I don't think I'm going to get rich off of their free stocks. I, I doubt that they're going to give me something that's going to pop off. But I figure it's just another little extra thing that you have on there. And why not? You know what I mean? So it's not really my sales pitch to um, to get you to give me free stocks. I, I wouldn't mind that. So if you're interested and you want me to send you a link, holler at me. But otherwise, I just encourage motherfuckers to do this type of shit in their life because it gives you another possibility, even if it's that 20 bucks, that 50 bucks, you just throw in there. And maybe once a year, you throw another 20 or, uh, you know, depends on what kind of, 
how loose you want to be with it. And every, every month you want to throw a 20 in like $20 a month. Like again, people subscribe to some bullshit that they never even use. And you know, that that's some shit that could suddenly make you fucking rich. And I, I would like to hear the people that I respect, you know, people that respect me suddenly are doing well in life, you know? So that I try to tell people I'm friends with and, um, my guy, Kel, he's my tattoo guy. One of my good friends. He's the one to put me up on this shit because he was like, bro, like I made so much money off this shit and it, same kind of thing where he's like, dude, I would, I would like to see you do well as well as like anybody else that I'm cool with. Like, let, let's make this fucking money, bro. And you know, it's, you can invest a lot. I mean, you could, you can get so deep in this shit where you, you could, you could put your fucking most of your money in, in the stocks because you use, use what you have to, to pay the bills and put everything else in there. Use it as your bank account. Cause you're going to, you're going to wind up piling up way quicker than interest on a bank account. ever would. Sure. If you do some old crazy risky shit, you could lose shit, but you're more likely going to stay right around, you know, teetering on right about the same number especially if you're hedging your bets and putting shit in a bunch of different spots you're unlikely to just lose everything at once if it's spread out but yeah i mean i just like the possibility because you know I, i've said that old stupid shit oh you know if i win the lottery i'll do i don't even play the fucking lottery and if i do i forget to even check the fucking numbers i'll have the ticket i'll, I'll find a ticket in my nightstand like two years later like <laughs> i could have won the fucking lottery i'd be sitting in my fucking nightstand i, I i'm just it's not part of my routine and it's not something I want to do every week. So I don't want to get in a routine of like, just keep pouring money into the fucking lottery system. But using that same thought process, if I poured that money little by little into the fucking stock market, you know, you hear motherfuckers talk about their values, this and this, but my money's tied up in stock. That's, that's some shit where, yeah, you got something else going on, no matter what's going on with the bank, whatever's going on with your job or, you know, you got something else going on, you know, maybe, maybe you have some vested shit in your job. So if some shit goes down with your job, then you get that kickback, but you also have something maybe up in stocks that are sitting there growing and, 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 you know, it's, it's a living, breathing fucking thing, especially like that crypto shit. Cause that goes 24 hours a day. So you don't know what the fuck's going to pop off. Kevin Durant just made fucking hundred million dollars of some stupid shit off a of Dogecoin. You know, it's some wild shit. I'm learning as I go. I'm definitely no fucking, I'm no stockbroker and I surely don't know a motherfucking thing, but I'm learning as I go and I'm talking to other people who've been doing it a little bit, a little bit longer than me. And I'm just going to keep trying to learn. I know, um, in September, my, my oldest daughter turns 18. I already told her starting up as soon as you turn 18, I'm getting you into the stocks. She'll have that fucking app rolling. And if she starts learning this shit at 18, by the time she's fucking 30, she could be retiring. She could be fucking packing shit in because she did 10 years in the fucking stock market. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, this is the type of shit. Prepare your kids, but, you know, get your fucking friends on board and just get some get some movement in your life. Get Get some kind of possibility of a better fucking life without having to uproot everything you're doing right now. If you're, if you're comfortable with what you're doing and then you want another little fucking side piece to, to really possibly pop off, 
I don't know. The, the the thought of it is just attractive to me. You know what I mean? So, but that is that is what it is. Uh, I guess happy four twenty and shit. I don't I don't co-sign with that shit because it's it's just you know when you do some shit all year, it doesn't make any fucking sense to get all hyped about it one day a year. It's retarded. You know. But anyway, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Hit me up. Topics, whatever. Fuck next week. Peace.